Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 298 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news two episodes away from the big 300. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. It's real. The rumors were true. They were all real. We got so much to talk about, so much so to where we could not wait to record our normal night on Thursday. We are going to record on Tuesday, September 13th, 2022, what may go down as one of the greatest single days in video game history we had to record tonight to talk all about it. Plus, we had D23 over the weekend, so... We got an enormous show for you. We warned you on 296. We warned you on 297 that 298 was going to be massive, and we got it. We got a Nintendo Direct. We got a state of play. We got a D23 recap. We got a recap of the Disney and Marvel Game Showcase. We got a recap of Ubisoft Forward, and we have our impressions of Cobra Kai Season 5. Like, that's all we got tonight. But it could be one of the biggest, longest episodes we've ever recorded. It, it, it's all up to us. It all how, how long do, do we want to babble? It could be one hour. It could be three. We don't know. It could be 35 minutes. I might just drink this here iced coffee I'm swirling around and go to bed. Oh, well, Listen, I, I got a coffee. Like it's it's 8.15 at night, and I'm about to drink my second coffee. So, like, I'm in it for the long haul tonight. Um, I am releasing this episode as soon as I'm done editing it. So, I'm having a coffee at 8 o'clock at night so I can... Stay awake long enough to edit it and get it out for you folks. So do I expect anyone to listen to it tonight? No, but if you can't sleep, like I'm not going to be able to because you're going to be watching trailers over and over again. Maybe, just maybe, you're going to be in your podcast feed typing the word Nintendo director, God of War, and we're going to have you, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, we got, well, you know what? I was debating, and I'm going to do it now. I was going to do it later in the show, but I want to do it now. Before we get to our picks of the week, because, again, picks of the week and trivia will kick us off as always. Mm -hmm. um, I want to give a quick shout-out to the real one. I need to give him a quick shout. Jim Nugabauer, Nugabauer, Neugabauer. Pretty sure it's Nugabauer. Known him for 12 years. Still can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's Nugabauer. Jim texted me today about an hour or two ago, and he said, hey, I'm at GameStop. That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear for him to say what he was going to say next. And I want to say thank you to him. Uh, if you did not know, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not last week. I cannot recall. But starting, I believe, today, maybe yesterday, for the next week, GameStop for free. All you got to do is go in and ask. You don't got to buy nothing. Don't let them tell you you do. You can go into GameStop and you can get a digital code for a shiny Eternatus. In uh, the legendary in game uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And you they've, need them. They've Well, no, I have two Eternatuses, but I don't have a shiny oh. one. They've never given away a shiny. He's shiny locked in the game, so you can't get him. The only way there would be shiny Eternatus if you hack him in and fake it. Well, now they're doing the distro. Jim said he was at a GameStop. He texted me proactively and said, yo, you need a code. I got you. I said, thank you, sir. And he's going to give me the code tomorrow. So hey. I will have my third Eternatus and this one shiny. So just a quick shout out to the real one, Jim. Thank you so much. And if you have Sword and Shield and you want yourself a free shiny Eternatus, just go to GameStop and ask for the code. They will give it to you for free. You do not have to buy a damn thing. And don't let them tell you that you do. So big shout out to Jim on that one. Now, 
let's start where we customarily do our picks of the week. Pick of the week, it's it's for for all mankind. I, I finished spit the coffee out. I spit the coffee out. I that's the least I was expecting. I spit the coffee onto the pop filter. I got to clean okay. the pop filter. You go ahead. See that's that's why we have the pop filter. That's why it's there. But yeah, for all mankind, it's on Apple um, TV Plus. You know, we we've heard Greg rave about it on quite a few episodes. Um, and th- th- this show, it took me a while to get into. It. I ain't gonna lie. The first season, I I wasn't in it until about episode eight. Episode eight, I I was drawn in. Um, I, I know I spoke to you. I don't know if it was on the pod or off air, but I said if I went back and rewatched it now, knowing each character, I'm, I I think I would enjoy it a little bit more. But for whatever reason, it took me about eight episodes in. Season three was easily my favorite. Um, it's season two and three both have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Season one is at 74%, and that's it's probably about right. You know, season two is great, especially how they ended it. I mean, you know, what. When when they were getting stormed at the gates at the pearly gates, I was like, "Holy shit!" Just <laughs> you know, like it, to me, it, it was it was definitely a, a crazy moan of, of of what happened. I'm trying. I don't want to say I, spoilers. Or yeah, whatever. don't don't. Yeah, because it's so, such an unknown show still that yeah. the spoilers would still be abound. Yeah, yeah. So it's just an alternate history depicting the, you know what would have happened in space if we weren't first on the moon. Uh, and I'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Joel Kinnaman. Uh, you know, he was in Rick Flag, Suicide Squad, Chantel Van on uh, Satin. She was in The Boys. She's the um, Becca, Becca Butcher's wife. And uh, who was the other guy? Was it jo- Jody Belfour, maybe? Who played uh, Gorda? Yeah, Gorda Jody Belfour. She she played. Um, well, she, yeah, she's the she's that becomes the enemy. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. There's that. Yeah, Chris Bauer, Wilson, I think, right? Something Wilson. If you if you watched uh, True Blood, he plays Deke Deke Slayton. Oh yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, yeah so everything. you'll you'll see his face. You'll know who he is. But again, uh, three seasons, ten episodes each season. Um, it got signed for season four. I'm I'm, I'm actually really They're filming it right to... now. They're filming yeah. it right now. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm hooked. You know, they definitely splice in some some real you know from like speeches from Nixon, Ronald Reagan, Clinton. Like it's. It's all like woven in there, but how they do it, it's definitely well crafted, and I really think they found their footing in season three. So it's definitely worth it. W- it was worth the hype. I'm glad I kind of waited and I got was able to binge it, and I didn't have to wait week after week. Um, so if you you know have Apple TV Plus, highly recommend for all mankind. That was for you, my friend. I told you I'd watch it. Oh my. Like I thought, two ninety eight was going to be a great episode because of the shit we're going to be talking about in a minute. But this might be the biggest moment of my day, and this is just a this is like a proud father watching his son <laughs> go off to college. I just I'm so happy. I'm growing up. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, season two ends in the most bonkers way possible, and then season yeah. three literally picks it up and then doesn't drop the ball the entire season. It's the most wild full yeah. season of television and anything I can remember. They never slow down in three. There's not one boring part. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. And, like, you know, and, and you know, there's, it's, it's definitely a show where there's a certain character you want to punch dead in the, throat. in the face. And he has the same fucking name as the lead singer to the audition. Yep. Can we just, yep. can we just, but I, uh, I've talked about that show millions of times on this podcast and we've had people reach out 
uh, via DM and everything else and saying like, yo, I got into it because the pod. Thanks. It's awesome. And now you have Sam's stamp of approval. So if you have not gotten to For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus, now is your chance. They're all available on Apple TV Plus. If you have a PlayStation 5, you get three or six months free of the service. So you can check it out there. Um, if you I think season one is still available for totally free. Uh, so you might be able to do that as well. And if that's not enough to get you, I don't know what is. So please, for all mankind, check it out. It's awesome. Great pick of the week. Probably my favorite one ever uh, from you. (laughs) I'm excited. Maybe I'm going to go rewatch it. It was that good. So season four expected around June or July. That's generally when they bring it out. It's a nice summer show, summer blockbuster show for you. Um, It is big. It is bold. It is fantastic. My pick of the week is something I have revisited recently, and I am not. Um, I did not want to replay it for at least a year, but there was so much hype around this general or this Nintendo direct that we were going to get a remaster of Metroid prime, this, that, and the other that I was like, Oh my God, like Metroid's coming back. Like maybe we're going to get game boy advance. I'll get the Metroid games. I don't own fusion and zero mission. I'm, I'm all into it. I had to go back and play Metroid dread and by God, Michael, by God, uh, it's still so good. It holds up completely as my game of the year for 2021. Uh, They added rookie mode and they added dread mode, which is one hit mode. So I started playing it in dread mode. I'm no longer playing it in dread mode. (laughs) (laughs) I got to the first boss. I'm proud to say. And then that is it done. He just annihilated you. And that was it. That's it. I tried probably 65 times and I'm just I'm not there. I'm not that good, but I got to the first boss, which is like a half hour or more of gameplay. So I'm kind of like into that thought and I'm proud of myself for that. But also, uh, it's just amazing. They added boss rush mode for free. They had all these cool free post launch updates uh, and it just holds up. It's the best 2D Metroid. I'm saying it. It's better than than Super Metroid by like a hair. But I think it's just it's so impeccable. I love every second of it. I'm about four fifths of the way through on my second playthrough. So I haven't finished it yet, but it's like my nighttime play it. And then I button press so fast to beat a boss that I wake Ashley up and inevitably have to stop playing it. So I'm kind of just playing it whenever I have some free time. I spent some time in Atlantic city uh, this past week. So like when Ash was sleeping in the morning, I wake up at like three or four and play (laughs) it for a few hours just because I don't sleep in AC or in hotels. I just love hotels. So just a super, super great game. If you haven't played it yet, for whatever reason, it's one of the best games on switch. It holds up as my game of the year for 2021. And if I had a game of the year for 2022 uh, and it was eligible, it'd be eligible in the running. It's just, it's that good. So if you have not played Metroid dread yet, there's nothing more that I can say to entice you. So Metroid Dread for all mankind, our picks of the week this week. Great selections. Hope you partake in those. But Sam, let's go to trivia 15 to 15. I really hope this week we can make some movement because we have been on the schneid. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. OK, here I think I got an easy one. I, I kept it on theme. We'll see how your history is. What year did Apollo 11 land on the moon? 1969. You are correct, my friend. I, I figured I'd give you a lob up. You deserve it. I do it. know, I, even if for all mankind's alternate history, I do know real history. I'm a space f- person. I enjoy space very much. So, yeah, there's that. Okay. I feel better about myself now. See? Um, there go. 16 for me, 15 for you. But I also feel like I either may have asked you this before 
you have asked me this before, or you should just know it. So I feel like we're about to be 16 to 16 with no movement. <clears throat> How many studio albums does Gantz, excuse, Gantz, does Dance Gavin Dance have? This does not count instrumental albums, live albums, or remastered albums. Brand new just, studio. If I just had to throw out a guess with all their lead singers. It's probably it's probably eight or nine if I had to guess. Is it that many or is it ten? You could probably go through them. You know, jackpot juicer, mothership, blah blah blah. You could probably do with the math and just get it Let's right. Let's go nine. The answer's ten. Oh, I was close. I was close. I, I just wanted to keep that. Go big or go home. And I know you probably had nine on there anyway. Eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad I went for it. I'm glad you did, too, because you said eight or nine. And I was like, well, they're both options. So you'd, you'd be in the conundrum. And, and then said 10. But I was like, ah, forget. Hey, 16 to 15. We finally have movement there, on there's this. There's your movement. That's I appreciate that. It's been a long time. So we're, before we get to like the state of play, which was announced, by the way, on the same goddamn day as the Nintendo Direct was announced, which was, by the way, yesterday, the 12th of September, Monday, they aired on the same day, just a couple hours apart. So we were already very excited, very hyped. So we're going to get into that. We'll do the state of play. We'll do the Nintendo Direct, the Marvel and Disney Game Showcase, the first ever one, and the Ubisoft Forward. We're not going to spend too much time on that if you're looking for our opinions on the Ubisoft forward. Um, we'll give our top three for the week, which I haven't said yet, but it is going to be our top three favorite announcements from everything. So D23, the state of play, the direct Marvel and Disney and the Ubisoft forward. And then we're going to end the show with our spoiler free impressions of Cobra Kai season five and Sam's OG CGC spotlight. So we do have a packed show, but you know, obviously, when there comes to states of play and, and Nintendo Directs, we generally like to lead the show off with those. But we've gotten so much, so many requests and so much hype and so much good conversation around D23 that we're going to start there tonight. So if you're interested in a segment of the show I just mentioned, it's all going to be time coded in the episode description. So fear not, D23 fans, you're about to eat. Nintendo, State of Play, all that. Just look in the episode description wherever you get your audible goodness, and you'll see exactly where the time codes are. If you're listening on CastBox, I love this. In the episode description, they hyperlink the time. You can click on the time, and it takes you right to that part of the episode. I love, I love that, that CastBox does that. But let's start with D23, and I have everything from D23. I'm talking Marvel, Pixar, Disney, Lucasfilm. Uh, all of it. So we got every single thing from every company that they announced. So it's a huge recap. Before I go into this, though, I want to give the uh, caveat, if you will, that they didn't announce a ton of like brand new stuff. I'm almost positive 98% of what we got were more updates on projects we kind of were expecting or knew were uh, around the things that were announced were very heavily rumored, so they weren't big shockers. But I wanted to kind of throw the caveat out there that a lot of these are more updates versus announcements. But with that said, what did you think overall of D twenty three? I mean, overall, I thought it was I thought I thought it was okay. Um, maybe the people that were actually there, you know, you got to see a little bit more. You actually got to see one of the trailers that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to, even though he's ninety. But 
I mean, other than that, it was it maybe a little more kitty. Maybe I'm getting tired of a, a little bit of a lot of these classic films getting the live action treatment. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know if, if it's if it's MCU fatigue. It's like you know, yeah, a few things are are looking decent, but I don't know. I I'm, I guess I'm I feel a little overwhelmed of just so much material coming out. Sure, sure. See, where I'm at is I think that Disney, Marvel, Star Wars kind of blew their load already um in previous years and so they don't have a ton it's kind of like e3 when you just get everything out there and then you don't really have a lot to discuss and so you kind of just have to give updates till that round of shit is out and then you kind of blow us again or blow us blow us away (laughs) again with (laughs) more new stuff plus you throw in the pandemic and all this you know the delays and scheduling issues and challenges that kind of have come along with this new world and this is kind of what i was expecting i was expecting you know we're not in the phase in 2019 anymore when you know she hulk and moon knight and all that stuff got announced and we were all the saturday night i remember like following along texting you like holy shit this is real this is happening we didn't get a lot of that this week but we did get some cool stuff plus Marvel had a pretty big presence at Hall H where they gate went over phase four, five, six, 97 and 114. So like we got a lot of stuff like the new Avengers movies and things like that kind of announced then. So this was kind of like their cleanup project, if you will. And like you said, a lot of it was like if you were in the room and you got to see uh, what's his face, like Harrison Ford talking about Indiana Jones and stuff like that. I bet it was a much better experience, but I'm with you. It was just fine. Um, you know, nothing really like blew me, blew me away. But uh, at the same time, I'm happy with what we got. So you ready to just dive in? Yeah, jump in. Excuse me. Cool. We'll start with Marvel. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We got new footage, but we didn't. The crowd did. Uh, did you happen to like see any of this leaked footage or anything like that? Because I did not. I mean, I didn't see anything. I, I, I know that this one's going to be Kang the Conqueror, and I'm, I'm just, my expectations are just very low because he did absolutely nothing for me in Loki. Yeah, I mean, we all know by this point our thoughts on Loki, specifically mine, it just, it's one of my least favorite MCU yeah. shows. I, I just did not care for it. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, they got new footage for that as well. Um, that is on track for November 11th. That's a movie that feels like it's, it's only two months away, but it kind of feels like, holy shit, like this is creeping up on us yeah. very quickly. Yeah, the cre- creeping up was the, the exact thought that popped into my head about this movie. I, I definitely can't can't wait to see this one in theaters. Captain America, New World Order. Um, they announced some new castings. Um, nothing new there except really for the new castings. The Fantastic Four, Kevin Feige confirmed that Matt Shakeman or Shackman, I believe Shakeman, will be directing the reboot. Any thoughts on him as a director? I mean, we had kind of reported on the rumor anyway, but now it's confirmed. So if you want to hear our thoughts, go back and listen to a previous episode. But uh, anything new for you there? I just wonder if they're going to stick the landing with that November 8th, 2024 release date with, you know, no casting news yet, considering 2022 is almost over. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this one gets pushed. Okay, okay, fair enough. I believe that Uh, you got two, two years and two months almost to the day, Um, six to nine months of post-production, probably closer to nine. They film for three to four months and assuming there might be some reshoots in there. I could see. I could see it landing, but like to your point too, I could see it missing. I think we're in such a, I think we're in such a like planned out place right now. They, I mean, they gave us phase four, five, and mo- and a lot of six as well. That like 
shuffling that deck now is tough because like yeah. it has a place in the in the timeline now. And, but you know, they did they I think there was still like five or six blank spots. So they, they definitely lot, yeah. could Especially still move some pieces six. around. Yeah. Especially in phase six. Yeah, I get you there. Uh the Thunderbolts. I think this is the real Marvel news, if you will, that came out of this. There were um I think it's a Jake Schreier is the director. There were a lot of castings announced and this is going to close out phase five. So um, I believe fantastic four is actually the first phase six project, or maybe it's blade. It's, but I think it's fantastic Four. uh, July 26th, 2024. So you want to talk about close. That's less than two years from now for Thunderbolts, David Harbor, Julia Lewis, Dreyfus, Wyatt Russell, Florence Pugh, Sebastian Stan. Um, so like we got a ton, we got, um, what's his name? Uh, not winter. Sol- we, did, I mean, yeah, winter soldiers in there too, but, uh, us agent. Um, I can't remember what's her face is Florentina, Valentina, some shit, whatever. Yeah. We got Valentine, Florence Pugh's, yeah. Black Widow. We got the, the red something or other, not black the, widow. Well, I guess she is the new black. Yeah, widow, so the the fake taskmaster or however you want to call it. Yeah. That one's rough, but this is like, uh, you know, Ash, Ashley said to me, she's like, what are the Thunderbolts? Are they like the reject? Avengers. And I said, well, you know, there are more teams than just the Avengers that exist, you know, in a superhero yeah. world. This is just another team. I said, think of it like the boys, how they had that team with Soldier Boy. This is kind of that almost. I I do wish we had Baron Zemo. He's one guy that I, I see missing here that I would have mm-hmm. loved him for him to be on this team. Seems to be the popular opinion, too. I, and there's not there's not a zero percent chance, though, that he does make some appearance. I mean, any Maybe other Marvel villain is basically dead. So I, I don't know who else <laughs> who else could they throw on the fire here. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's there's a non-zero chance we see him. It just uh, it's not been confirmed as of yet. Uh, moving into Lucasfilm, I said it already. Uh, Harrison Ford he came out and he addressed the crowd for Indiana Jones Five. They showed a trailer that we do not have privy to. Again, this is like. If you were in the room for D23, cool. You got to see some it, cool stuff. It it was cool to see Harrison Ford get emotional after the trailer. That was finally because he's always like this, like, you know, like, I feel like this old curmudgeon and then to see him kind of get emotional and, and speak very highly of the film. And, you know, the, it's a 41-year-old franchise. So it was just good to see. Yeah. he To quote him, I'm done. I will not fall down for you again. So this is his last time playing indie. I would say thank goodness for that. Let the man, let the man yeah, retire. You're, you're, you're 80 years old, buddy. Go, go. You had a hell of a career. Go retire. You deserve it. I just don't know what to expect from this movie from like a stunt angle. Like what is this a real thing? Like, are we going to watch him do his thing or is it going to be like shots from the back only where you only see the white wig from the stunt? <laughs> and double? I think it's kind of, you have to be if they're, you know, they're obviously this 80 year old man is not doing these stunts. It's it's going to be something else to see this this film. I I don't know how I'm feeling. I am excited to see the Xbox. I don't know if it's an Xbox exclusive, but I believe it is the Indiana Jones game and what that kind of looks like. But my goodness, Indy five. um, Hopefully they don't survive like a nuclear blast in a refrigerator this time. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, back to the fun that was the first couple Indiana Jones films. We got a new trailer for Willow, the 1988 fantasy classic. Christian Slater was revealed as a cast member. He was just in Dr. Death. I talked about that a few episodes ago from Peacock. Um, I have no interest in Willow, but yeah, I, I, if I saw the original, I was, I was young. I forget the whole movie. I apologize. 
It came out the year I was born as Nick Maton just hit a two-run homer. Two-one fills. Let's go. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I did this last week, too. The Phillies are playing the same team and the same pitcher that we faced last time Sam and I recorded on Thursday night. And we're in the middle of a pennant race. Like, I'm going to be watching the games in the background. I haven't seen playoff baseball in 11 years. Like, I'm I'm excited. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Willow came out the year I was born. Never really my thing. I saw it once when I was a kid. I just don't remember it. And I don't really need to relive that memory. I don't remember. Uh, from 20th century, this is where things can get interesting here. These next few, because we got 20th century, Disney live action, and some Disney Plus stuff before we get into the animated stuff. Avatar The Way of Water. They got a little bit of footage, the crowd. We got none of it. But James Cameron came out and said that even Avatar 4 is filming. So, like, this is real. This shit's happening. And I believe the re-release of the first one's only 10 days from the time we record this. I believe it's next Friday. So, or Thursday, whatever. Uh, This is... um, Man, I feel like we've just been talking about it happening forever. That the fact that it's finally here is it's like, like a, a, a sequel coming like 15 years later. It's and, like, you know, do we he, need it, man? He, I mean, I, I, I hit the passion behind Cameron of, of him basically pushing technology to the limits. I'm, 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 I enjoyed the first Avatar. I'm, I am definitely going to see this one in the theaters, unlike probably the next five, like the re release stories we have here. Movie. The second movie. Okay. Uh, so no shock to anybody. I've never seen Avatar. I've actually like sworn the movie off for a decade. I just had no interest. And then when it hit Disney Plus, I said, you know what? I'm 35 now almost. Like I'm kind of over my rebellious face. Let me just see what it's all about. I got into it. I was sick at the time. So I fell asleep about 30 minutes in. And then by the time I wanted to go back to it, they took it off the service. So I haven't actually been able to ever finish it. If Avatar 2, you, if you, Sam Maturo, tell me that Avatar 2 is good, I will go back and I will finish Avatar 1 and then I'll watch the second one. That is the only way I'm finishing that movie because never the half hour I watched didn't stick out to me. So I and I hope everybody out there does, my friends, because by the time this shits out, Sam and I'll be monthly. So I got plenty of time between episodes to watch the shit. Let's just put it that way. He'll say it was good. I'll say see you in a month, and I'll report mm. my findings. Uh, Disney live action. We got confirmation. Mufasa, the Lion King, is going to be a prequel that was announced. We knew that the Lion King was getting another live action adaptation. We now know it's Mufasa, and it's a prequel title. The sneak peek was shown in the room. We do not have it. It will come in 2024, so two years from now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Like I said, the next couple stores I met, I don't, I don't know. They just they just didn't do it for me. No, I didn't. I hated the first Lion King, the first live action. You know, I I, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I don't think I, oh, the the rest of this lineup. I'm I'm probably passing on all these. The what was his name that played? Not Seth Rogen who played um, Pumbaa. Who played Timon? Bill. Uh, oh, maybe it could have been Hater. Agner, Agner, Eichner, something Eichner. Jack? No, not Jack Agner. That's uh football player um, Billy Eichner is that a thing something like that uh, he was so bad and annoying as Timon uh, and I didn't care for the the movie I thought the visuals were great but nothing to me will ever top the original animated film it's outside of the Little Mermaid it might be my favorite 
Disney animated film. It actually probably is past The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it might that, be number Beauty one. and the Beast. Yeah, they're they're all Be- the favorites. Beauty and the Beast. That's probably the top three right there. I mean, they're the goats. Yep. That's that's what I go to in terms of like hand drawn animation. Yeah, I agree. M- Mulan is also sneaky amazing. Um, but I didn't think that we needed more. We're getting more, so I'm not particularly interested. However, I will push back a little bit. I am interested, however, in The Little Mermaid. We did get a teaser trailer for that, a debut teaser, and it did release to the public. I was driving in the car when it released, uh, as a matter of fact. I think it was Friday or Saturday night. Um, I don't remember where the hell we were coming from or where we were going or whatever, but I I said, Ashley, you know, she watched it. I said, like, what did you think? And she was like, well... It's really just the camera following her singing, and then you see her face at the end. There's really not a lot to it. So, you know, when I saw it, I wasn't super shocked or like, oh, my God, this blew me away. But I do not share the sentiment of a lot of people out there that are shitting on it or disgracing it. Like, we're talking about a mermaid here. Like, it's a fish woman. Like, do we do we really have to have, like, yeah, a believability or, or a reality to it? Does she need to be, like, you know, people are complaining about the color of her skin. Like, we're talking about a half fish woman. Can we just comprehend that this is not a real piece of like nonfiction? This is a fucking mermaid. So uh, and to some people, it's a fucking mermaid. But anyway, that that's for another another audience. Uh, what do you think of the I mean, Little Mermaid did, teaser trailer? It, it, it didn't do nothing for me. It just like Mufasa is another thing that I was like, ah, I don't think I need to see this. I'm, I'm OK for right now. I'm into it. I'm into it because I thought it was Halle, ba- <laughs> Halle Berry for like three hours. And then I realized it's not. It's Halle Bailey. And I yeah. was like, that explains a lot. I thought they did de-aging CGI on her when like mm-hmm. they, she shows her face. Like, that'd be, that'd be a whole light. other riot. My only thing that I do have a small issue with in this trailer was the way she sang the songs. Great voice, but I don't need the arpeggio in like the words themselves like drawing out the length of the word. Um, it's like little Richard when he sings the national anthem for like 10 minutes in the hockey movie, mystery Alaska. It just reminded me of that a little bit. Um, but that's about it. I have a feeling they're going to make a lot of these songs a little bit more modern and they're going to do that, which I'm not super jazzed about, but there are two things they are going to sell this movie for me Two count them two and only two. Number one scuttle greatest, uh, character in Disney history, a dinglehopper, the greatest. That's one. If he's funny, I'm in. His voice actor no longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, so they're gonna have to find a new scuttle. That's gonna be tough for me to go over. And two, the look of Ursula. If she looks good, I'm in because Ursula is fucking vile. Like she is dark. An animal. And so if, yeah. yeah, right. But yeah, she's an octopus lady. So let's not. Compl- and by the way, she's purple in the cartoon. So you can only imagine how people are going to complain. But like if they nail the look of Ursula, I'm I'm in. I, I love the Little Mermaid to the point where I'm willing to give it a shot. Beauty and the Beast live action upon first watch. It didn't bother me. The second watch, I thought it was actually pretty darn boring and not as good. That's probably how I'll feel here. I don't think any of the live action remakes have really done their originals justice, but at least I'm willing to give this one a shot. Uh, yeah, it'll release I, summer 2023. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Beauty Beast live action. Uh, this one, I'll I'll wait. I'm in no rush. On the Disney Plus side, we got Hocus Pocus 2. We got another new trailer. It's like the second one like this month. It comes out this month. So September 30th, we're going to get a sequel to that movie. Um, I rewatched it cup, recently. Not my yeah. cup of tea. So here's a fun one. I saw it for the first time last year, 2021. 
I never saw before in my life. It's Ashley's favorite Halloween movie. And in eight years of dating her and five years of being married, she never made me watch it. (laughs) So last year was the first time I watched it. I thought it was fine. I'm not necessarily jazzed for the sequel, though. Um, She is obviously very excited. We will watch it day one unless we record that day. September 30th is a Friday, so we're all set. Yeah, we'll watch it day one for sure, but not necessarily something I'm running to the hills for. Disenchanted, another one of her all-time favorite Disney movies, um, especially because it has the guy from Grey's Anatomy in it. Um, It got its first trailer. That's out now. And by the way, all these trailers that are publicly released are on our Facebook page right now. So if you missed one because there was a ton of announcements, go over to facebook.com slash we podcast and we know things all one word. You'll be able to find all the trailers from the direct, the state of play, D23, all of it. Um, do you have any memories of Enchanted, the, the movie? Nope, or does that I have nothing. No, no interest. Peter Pan and Wendy will be released on Disney Plus in 2023. If you need me to elaborate on what that is, then you're not going to watch it. So there's that. And then in animated, this, I think, is where a lot of the attention has been drawn outside of the Little Mermaid trailer, which probably got the most of the the conversation around D23 non-Marvel stuff. I guess I'm the negative Nancy. I don't I don't give a baker's F for any of them. That's just me. Uh, I didn't see Inside are... Out and I didn't care for Element. Elio's Pizza, Elemental, I didn't care for, and Strange <laughs> well, New World, got, I'm good. Elemental uh, is coming out June 16th, 2023. It got its new actors. It's like fire and water come together. It's a pretty cool story. It's almost like Romeo and Juliet, two houses that are not allowed to be together. That's kind of if you want to think about it that way. Elio is a new Pixar film about 11-year-old Elio. Um, I can't remember what it is about. I think it's... Um, Something about like a military thing. They're working to decode something. And it's like outer space theme. It's got it's got legs. I'll leave it at that. Inside Out 2. That was actually leaked beforehand, but it's a sequel confirmed with Amy Poehler returning summer 2024. Inside Out is one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. It was so good. Um, super, super like touching and emotional. I love it. It needs more. Uh, it actually is really acclaimed, but it needs even more. It's that good. Strange World got a new trailer. It's coming out November 23rd. Wish it's no uh, Disney's. I'm sorry. Walt Disney Animation's newest original film has been revealed fall 2023. Uh, Rosas in the Kingdom of Wishes, where wishes literally come true. It centers on a 17 year old Asha who makes an impress uh, impassioned plea to the stars, which is answered in cosmic force. A little ball of energy called star and eh, fine. Not really for me. Television now. That's all the stuff for movies, television back to Marvel. Ironheart. Sam said he was kind of out on this. Me too. It got some new casting. Do not have a release date yet for that premiere. Secret Invasion. This is where we're going to stop and talk for a second. Now, Secret Invasion got its first trailer. It was about a minute 55 uh, for the Disney Plus series. Samuel L. Jackson's back. The girl who plays from How I Met Your Mother is back. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. That's going to premiere sometime in 2023. What do you think of the trailer for Secret Invasion? Besides Daredevil, it was probably my favorite Marvel trailer they've shown. Um, once we get to the next story, I'm going to my two cents on a character of basically uh, scrolls and you know how long uh, Samuel L. Jackson's been away that the entire time there's been a, sc- a scroll basically playing him and possibly other people. 
I think it looks good. It looks like it, it's something different than it look it than just like the normal. I feel like the the normal Marvel BS. This looks like it's kind of like Captain America Winter Soldier esque. Hmm. Okay, that's not what I was expecting to hear. Uh. So it sounds like of all like the Marvel shows that this is one of the top ones for you. Yeah, I mean, besides Daredevil, not nothing's touching that show. Yeah, I would I would agree there, at least from Daredevil being the top. For me, Secret Evasion didn't do much. I thought I was watching this is gonna sound weird, but I thought I was watching Nick Fury's WandaVision. Like I oh, still did uh, no, I I only mean it in premise alone. I do not mean it in execution. Okay, thank God. Um, I'm, I mean it from like, uh, you remember how in WandaVision they had the military set up outside the city and they were doing all this stuff and like inside it was just kind of Wanda doing her thing. That's, yeah. that's all I mean it by is it felt like Samuel L. Jackson was just kind of doing his thing while all this big stuff was happening around him. And I don't know. I think for the first time I'm willing to say that I wish this was a movie. I think I'd be done with it in an hour and a half versus I don't know, six to eight episode series at a 25 to 45 minute clip, which is only going to be a couple hours anyway. I kind of almost feel better watching just a movie here. I mean, I, I, I guess I, 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 I see when you say that, it's like, oh, I could probably rather have Ironheart as a movie. Armor Wars probably is a movie. Well, Look, I don't know if I need any of those in any capacity, quite frankly. I, I'm, I'm just saying that I'm just, I'm thinking in a shorter capacity rather than dragging it out for four or five hours. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, and that's my f- worry is like, what are they going to do to fill that time? Because I think in premise, Falcon and the Winter Soldier still, when everything was announced, was like, oh, my God, dude, we're fucking getting that. Like, can you believe it? And then the execution turned out to be one of the most boring shows of 2021. So, like, I almost hope that this doesn't do that. Like, learn the lesson from that. And please don't just fill it. And that's my yeah. worry is if they cut out all the filler and made Falcon and Winter Soldier a movie, it could have been damn good. That opening scene to that show in episode one, still one of the best Marvel scenes ever. The yeah. flying through the Grand Canyon or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I'm hoping that this learned lessons from that. If it didn't, I'm going to be real sour grape here and say yeah. that I, I could have done with a two hour movie and been on my way. Yeah. All right, moving on, unless you have anything else about Secret yeah. Invasion. You said you wanted to talk about this as well. Don Cheadle will reprise his role as James Rhodes, should be dead, in Armor Wars. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So he should have been dead in Civil War. Makes sense. He's been a scroll this entire time. That's the only, Maybe that's how they use, they cover up, oh, he survived. It's been a scroll. That's the only reason he survived. That's yeah, my pre- call. Premiere date to be, uh, to be determined. We don't know anything else about that. Loki... Um, we got some new casting for season two productions underway, but the premiere date still to be determined echo. Uh, they all came out and gave a special look, but nothing official premiere date again to be determined. Daredevil born again, got a new logo. Kevin Feige, Vincent D'Onofrio did, talked about it. Charlie Cox was out there talking about it. Production will begin next year. Now, while we didn't see anything besides a new logo, if you're new to this podcast, Sam and I really like Daredevil. So we're going to stop here and talk about it. Is there anything that came out of this conversation or anything like that that stuck out to you? Just seeing the excitement that both of them have their back doing the role and and basically them saying that this isn't season four. This is season one. This is a widespread born again. You know, we're on the nose. Yeah. They're getting not a continuation, episodes. not a continuation of the Netflix yes. series. So just kind of, you know. 
be grateful we had the the great three seasons and just kind of go in there, clean slate, and get ready to enjoy this new ride. Now, I think I'm, I know your answer, Sam, when I say, like, should we see the Marvel Netflix series before you go into it? The answer is, yeah, because it's Daredevil and you should. Yeah. But do you think, because it's not a continuation, that you must see the Marvel show before going into this? I, I, I think so, because it's still the best Marvel TV show they've made. Werewolf by night, long rumored, like super, like I'm talking last year or very, very, very early this year at the earliest or latest um, werewolf by night was rumored. We finally got confirmation. It's a Halloween themed, almost like black and white 1930s horror B movie type yeah, deal. That's exactly um, that's, what I got. Young Frankenstein vibes kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's a TV special, so it's not a very long thing. I'm sure it'll be somewhere in the range of 30 to 45 minutes or so. It was revealed. It got a minute and a half trailer and a premiere date of October 7th. It's less than a month away. What kind of vibes were you getting from this? Because it looks I, like they're kind of moving in a horror. Yeah, kind just of kind of, you know, the black and white. I was feeling the young Frankenstein kind of vibes, and it's definitely something different. And for... For Marvel, I think they need it. They need this. I'm kind of hoping, obviously, Moon Knight, he did appear in Werewolf by Night 32. I'm kind of hoping he shows up in here somehow. Um, I'm definitely going to say it. It's freaking two months away. I can't wait. And for those out there yelling in their their uh, speakers or wherever you're listening to this, headphones, that Sam keeps saying Frankenstein and it's Frankenstein. No, I believe you're referring to the Gene Wilder spoof. That's, exact, that's exactly what I'm right? referring to. I, I hope everyone right. just got so that, you out there. No, he knows that he knows the monster is called Frankenstein. But yeah. if you don't know, in the seventies, Gene Wilder, who was um, uh, the Chocolate Factory man, Willy Wonka, uh, made like a almost like a spoofy kind of spinoffy Young Frankenstein, and it's a comedy. It's great. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. It's on HBO Max. So go watch that. Those yeah. are the vibes we both got. I agree. Um, I think it's got that that. Undertone. I don't think it's going to be scary. Like I think that that's nah, we'll kind of like they just made the trailer look that way. It might have a jump scare or two, but I don't think it'll be pretty heavy into that realm. But this looks fun. Um, do we see Moon Knight? I I, I would I would think so. Just because we did not he, in the trailer he appeared. Yeah, I, I think you want to hold that back a little bit. But I think he appears at, at some point. That would be really fun. I think that would cap it off really really well. So yeah. we'll be watching that. We'll show our impressions of that. I'm sure in our October episode of the podcast. God, that feels so good to say Uh, into the TV realm for Lucasfilm and or got a new trailer. The final trailer. It's coming out three episodes, September 21st. Did you watch the final trailer for? I did. I I thought it was two. So it's good to hear that the release in three. I like that. And again, I I do like this show because they're kind of I saw on Twitter like this is no fan service. This is kind of a stand on its own, something different. It was like, all right, prequel, the prequel, the prequel, but okay. I'm still going to see it. It does look good. You ready for this? I like it. No, no. I think you said that last time. Like you, you liked that of everything star Wars related. Like that was probably one of your favorites. I hate rogue one. I fucking hate rogue one. I still do. And I liked this. I thought it was fun. I thought, of all the Marvel and Star Wars stuff combined, movies, TV, all of it, this was my favorite thing. So oh. I'm very excited to say that. Uh, well, there's one thing that we haven't talked about yet that is my overall favorite thing. But yeah. like just from a Star Wars Marvel, yeah. this this was my favorite thing shown. I'm actually 
excited from somebody who didn't finish Book of Boba Fett, who didn't finish Obi-Wan, who isn't like super jazzed about the thing we'll talk about in a second because I didn't love the ending to season two or really season two in a whole. I think this is going to be something fun, fresh, new. I just hope they don't say the word Skywalker just once. Don't say it. Yeah, that's all I'm hoping for, because <laughs> it is the prequel to the prequels prequel. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's September 21st. couple weeks. Uh, what's that? Episode 300, I believe we'll be talking about that. Let's see. No, no. next week. Episode 299. We're going to be talking about Andor and our spoiler free impressions. So there you go. One more week until Andor is available. Uh, the Mandalorian got a trailer for season three. We do not know when it's coming. We just know next year, 2023. Uh, what'd you think of the little two minute teaser trailer we got for the Mandalorian season three? I'm, I mean, of course I'm hype. Uh, I, I love Mandalorian. It's kind of surprised me. I did not expect to like this show as much as I did. Pedro Pascal has become a very busy man. Now uh, being in movies to a Mandalorian now in doing Last of Us, so uh, if Mandalorian keeps going and, and Last of Us, he's just going to be have time just probably do them two shows. That's it. So I, I I can't wait to see you know what kind of trouble we get into this season. We need the Oberyn Game of Thrones spinoff too. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. the Oberyn Martell. Uh, I need to see that guy as Oberyn Martell <laughs> just one more time. He that's where I really got introduced to Pedro Pascal on a bigger scale was his appearance in Game of Thrones. I think season four. Yeah, I, I think and, it was like everyone's like main thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. And that that totally turned me on to him as an actor. And and I have to tell you, it's been a great ride ever since. Yep. Um, he was I'm great in Nicolas Cage him. movie. Ain't gonna lie. Um, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the unbearable talent one. Talent. The weight, un- weight. unbearable weight of massive talent, I think. Um, so, yeah. Mandalorian season three. Unsurprisingly, I'm not excited almost at all. I didn't like season two. I'm sorry. I didn't care for it. And I thought the Luke Skywalker cameo was bullshit. I, can we get the fuck away from Luke Skywalker? Please. Fucking please. They did it in Obi-Wan too. I saw a fucking thing where he like looks at him through goggles on a fucking roof playing as a kid. It's like, can we get the fuck away? Pardon all my F-bombs here. From Luke Skywalker. I'm just so tired of the word Skywalker. I don't want to hear the word anymore. So... To get a de-aged, horrible-looking Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian, which was just pure fan service for fan service sake, I didn't need it. I don't want it. And I'm kind of out on The Mandalorian. I will watch it day one. But I'm not sitting here like counting down the days like some other folks. It's just not something that hit for me. It Season two didn't come close to living up to the hype that was season one for me. I loved season one. From there, little downhill. I don't know. There have been plenty of shows where season two sucked and season three has gotten right back on track. I can think of two or three right off the top of my head. So maybe this will be that for me. I know that a lot of folks liked season two, but this one, I'll give it a shot. But I'm I'm at the point where when it's here, it's here. All right. What else? Sorry, my phone locked on me. Uh, We got some slightly tough news here. The uh, the Bad Batch Star Wars, the Bad Batch season two has been delayed from September 28th to January 4th. So about three months or so. Well, I mean, that's perfect because I wouldn't want to drop and or end the Bad Batch at the same exact time. So I think it's smart. One week apart. That would have been rough. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And they would have been both coming out on the same day. I think too much. much. What recently crossed over like that? I think Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel both had a couple episodes there on the same day. Uh, Yeah, they could have one. Yeah. It might have been one or two. 
I think Obi-Wan like five and six were on Miss Marvel yeah. one and two or something like that. And you almost had to pick sides um, for some folks. Oh, yeah. Two what are you going to watch one before the other? Yeah, exactly. And then Star Wars, like that's Star Wars and Marvel. This is Star Wars and Star Wars. Granted, one's animated. I think it's perfectly okay to push this one back. Doesn't sound like there's a ton of Star Wars stuff coming out early next year. So this kind of fill that gap a little bit. Yeah. So that's nice to see. And then Tales of the Jedi is the short form animated anthology series that'll come out October 26th. Um, we got some more Disney plus stuff. I'm going to fly through. There's two things in particular I want to talk about actually three, but uh, we'll, we'll go here. American born Chinese was an original series that's coming in 2023. Uh, Iwaju is a new long form series created in collaboration with the pan African comic book entertainment company. Collage Muppets mayhem is a comedy series that looks fun. That will come in 2023 prom pact. Yeah. Okay. The proud family louder and prouder proud family was fun, but that's going to get season two in February. Win or lose is a Pixar long form series that will Forte join the cast. That'll come in fall 2023, which actually looked pretty fun. I think it's like a wrestling or a basketball or some team thing. I can't remember. Zootopia plus got a new trailer that's coming November 9th. Um, and then finally, the three things I wanted to talk about national treasure edge of history that got a trailer and a release date with two episodes, December 14th. Are you still in? Yeah, I'm, I'm still in. Um, I did. The trailer was okay. It was good to see Harvey Keitel. He was in the first mm-hmm. one. I don't mm-hmm. think he was in the second. One. I think it was just in the first one. Um, and I know, uh, Justin Bartha, he's in it as well from the national treasure one and two. So they might even try. I I would be shocked to see Nicolas Cage appear in a Disney Plus show of National Treasure, but I think this kind of leads up to him because it looks like they're almost done working on the script per uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. So two episodes I look forward to. December, it's it's right around the corner. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a couple seasons of this show before National Treasure 3, though. I don't think it would just be one because that movie's still a while away. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree that the trailer was okay, but I know it's a project that's close to you and I know you're looking forward to it. Another one that is probably close to both of us. The Santa Clauses uh, got its first teaser and Bernard looks rough. He looks like he's had a couple of uh, eggnogs, but uh, the teaser was released. Did you did you watch it? It comes out November 16th. I did not kiss one of the ones I didn't watch. I didn't check it out, but it's Tim Allen. I, I no doubt that I'll eventually get to it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, Bernard made a little special appearance in there and he he uh, I know the elves have magic. I think he lost his. So uh, <laughs> it looks like he's had better days, Alice, better days. But it was fun. It was reminiscent. It was nostalgic. And the Santa Claus is my favorite Christmas movie of all time outside of vacation. So, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to it again. We will watch that the second it debuts. And then the last one for me, if our top three could have had a number four. This would have been it. Big shot season two uh, got a release date October 12th. I have screamed on this podcast from the rooftops about how sneaky good Big Shot is on Disney Plus. Season one came out of nowhere to grab me and run with me. I loved it so much. My favorite thing that came out on Disney Plus last year, um, even a little bit more than Mighty Ducks, just a tiny bit. We didn't hear anything about season two of that, by the way, with with. uh What's his face leaving the cast due to the uh, the old vaccination status? Yeah, there's nothing, nothing. But big shot. John Stamos is a former college basketball coach who gets exiled from NCAA. He has to go coach a girls' high school team, and it's like 
his story trying to get back to prominence and also take them with him. So amazing first season. Season two came out with a trailer. It looks like it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to hit where the season one did, but I'm so pumped to have this show back. That'll be October 12th. Um, and then I think that's really it. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. So that was D23 in a 51-minute nutshell. Anything that you wanted to wrap oh, us up with here? I think we hit everything. Yeah, we sure goddamn did. Uh, uh, yeah, if you want, we better to, dive in, or we're going to be here all freaking night. <laughs> if you want to go check out anything we just talked about pertaining to D23, Deadline did a really good recap article. Matter of fact, that was the source material I just used. So, um, if you want, just type in D23 2002 recap into your Google search bar, and you'll get a million of them. But the Deadline one is the one I would go with. And again, the trailers all available on our Facebook. But Let's not hold up any longer. 52 minutes and 30 seconds into this damn podcast. Let's talk about it. We're going to hit the gaming section hard. We're going to go along with it. I'm so excited. Let's start with the state of play because I like to surprise people. You all thought I was going to go Nintendo Direct. I thought I was going to go Nintendo Direct, but let's switch it up because that state of play, we just got it. It actually just aired three hours ago. 20 minutes, 10 games and a controller. What'd you think? It I would say it's one of the better ones from PlayStation. Probably this is their one or two best state of plays they've ever done, in my opinion. Wow. That's strong words. I mean, again, you know, one one of the games is you know, one of the games I've been looking forward to for the past like five years. So that that may have something to do with it. Yeah. I actually thought it was probably one of the weakest outside of the last five minutes. Five of the best minutes of fucking the year. Uh, the past few years, by the way, um, I thought the one in March was better with Street Fighter and Resident Evil 4 remake and all that stuff. I thought that was the strongest uh. state of play. This one. Very mid for me that when they said 10 games, 20 minutes, five, four VR two. I love Japanese the Japanese love developers it. like they meant it. <laughs> it was Japanese developers outside of Hogwarts Legacy, which randomly was thrown into the middle of a bunch of Japanese developed games. And then they obviously ended with something we'll talk about in a minute. I didn't love, didn't really like the first 15 minutes, but that last five, I'm still thinking about it. I watched that trailer five or six times. I watched it in 4K on the TV and boy, can I not boy? Can can I not wait? Uh, let's let's dive in though. The state of play began with Tekken Eight. It was officially announced. We it was teased at the end of Evo. We reported it on the show, but it got its first teaser trailer. Jin and Kazuya had a big battle in the rain. I love when video game trailers render in the rain because it just makes the game look better. Everything looks better with good rain physics. This is no exception. What did you think of the Tekken Eight trailer? I thought Tekken 8 actually looked pretty damn good. I thought yeah, that was sure a pretty did. a pretty good way to start the state of play. Yeah, I would and agree. I just can't believe they're already on eight. Yeah, this uh yeah, Shit, we I've never played one. I was gonna say, but the first one came out on PS1, so I, I can believe it. Uh only eight games and five consoles. That's pretty good when you consider the first three were all on PlayStation One. So or I think I think three was Tekken three was on PS1. Um Tekken two still my favorite. Tekken 8 looks fun. It's, I mean, I'm a Street Fighter guy when it comes to these type of fighting games. I'm more of a Mortal Kombat person, obviously. But uh, Tekken's probably, I don't know, somewhere in the top 10 on my list of fighting games. But 
again, I thought the opening was good. I thought the ending was great. And that's about it. The middle didn't do it for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the the stuff, but kind of at a slower pace. And then you just let me know when you want to talk about something. Is there Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition? Somebody got de- uh, demoted for coming up with that fucking title. That's coming to PSVR 2 in 2023. Demio, a tabletop RPG for PSVR 2, is coming. Sega announced a remake from the ground up and for the first time ever available outside of Japan. Uh, like a Dragon, Ishin, that will come I, in 2023. I feel like that this has potential. I thought it looked interesting. It was enough to say, okay, let me keep an eye on it. I will say, and I said this to Sam, I said it a few minutes ago, when they announced that this was going to be for the Japanese developers and partners, they meant it. I mean, every single game almost in here was tailored to that audience. And if you don't know why there was a Nintendo Direct with a bunch of anime shit and a very Japanese-focused state of play, Tokyo Game Show is later this week. So they wanted to get these stuff out now. That way they could elaborate on them in just a few days for Tokyo Game Show. I just wanted to point that out. For anybody who was wondering, like, why is all this happening now? TGS is this week, and so there's that. Um, I also thought it was it was fine. Um, it wasn't bad. I don't have any like strong feelings against it. I will say though, of all the Ronin slash samurai slash Japanese, nothing's gonna touch Ghost for me. That is just one of the greatest games of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, not necessarily something I'm gonna be diving into. Sega games haven't really touched me for a pretty long time, uh, unless you want to reboot Crazy Taxi, which I think they are anyway. Hogwarts Legacy got another new look, still coming February 10th. I just couldn't be more out on this game, man. Yep. I, I'm i glad I was never really in. Yeah. Me, well, I mean, yeah, me too. I don't give a shit about Harry Potter, the universe, or anything that comes from it's it. It's funny. So. Like, I, lo- I love the books. The movies are great, but the game, no thank you. It's an RPG. It's going to be a big one. I'm sure it'll do fine. I'm sure it'll sell well. I'm sure it'll uh, uh, review just fine. It's just not a game that really speaks to me. It's one of those games that you it's starting to pop up fucking everywhere. And like every presentation has a two minute thing of it. And I've seen enough. Like, can we just stop? This is becoming like death loop. Like, let's just fucking stop <laughs> seeing this game. Let it just come out. It's like five months away, four months, whatever it is. Uh, Pacific Drive 2023. I thought this was going to be a VR game until it said it wasn't. It was completely first person. It was driving. It looked like uh, I was going to see some hands there. I was like, oh, cool. A VR kind of like kind of experience here. Nope. Nope. It's a PS5 game. You are literally trying to outrun hell. Hell is yeah. coming up from underneath and you got to drive away from it. What do you think? I it was, it was interesting. It was something different. Um. Nothing I would ever pay seventy five dollars for for a game, but it was, it was, it was probably, different. This is probably twenty nine ninety nine at the max. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. PS five. I I just think everything now is seventy five dollars to me. I, I don't disagree, and Ubisoft also agrees as they're going to start charging mm-hmm. seventy for their triple A's. Uh, PlayStation Stars got an update. We're going to get a launch of that within about a month or so. That's the loyalty program. Uh, Sin Duality is coming 2023. I thought this game was actually Project Eve. I actually wrote down update for Project Eve and then Project Eve came next. So that's how much this game stuck out to me that I thought it was something else until it wasn't that. And then the thing that uh, was it, I was like, oh my God, what the hell is going on in my life? So Sin Duality is coming in 2023. Project Eve, we got another new look at that. That's a PS5 console exclusive. It's now called Stellar Blade. I'd rather it be called Project Eve. Yeah, I don't like the name change. 
but it's a Devil May Cry Bayonetta style yep. game. So if you're into that yep. stuff, which I assume you are, this might have I, stuck out to you a little bit. Yeah, but Bayonetta, that was never one. Obviously, Devil May Cry, but Bayonetta wasn't one for me, and I felt like that leaned more towards that. So this one, uh, no thank you. Please don't say it was because it had a female, female protagonist. Dude, I love Blood Rain. Blood Rain yeah. 1 and 2. Female protagonist. No, I mean, like, I, I don't mean because of that. I mean, like, don't did it get those vibes because of the female protagonist? Oh, did no, it no. Get... It, it, just didn't, it just didn't stick with me. Yeah. Uh, also, if you just heard a really weird sound, that was me taking a sip of my coffee and not realizing that it's empty. Um, so that was just me sucking away at dead air, sadly, because my pumpkin coffee is done. Disgusting. The, the PS5 console exclusive Rise of the Ronin. I know you want to talk about this for a sec, but it's not coming until 2024. What do you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely a long wait. But, you know, hey, I, I got Ghost Fives, anything kind of Ninja era, um, you know, horseback, you're battling. I, I don't know. It, it looked beautiful. The scenery, it looks like it's a PS5 exclusive. I didn't see PS4 console on exclusive. here. It'll come to PC. So it's a console exclusive. Yeah, so I like that it's being made for the PS5. It fucking better in 2024, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, let's so, leave the PS4 in the dust. So out of everything, obviously, besides the next story, this one was one of the like, ones that I'm hoping, because I thought of Ghost for a second, I was like, no way am I seeing Ghost 2 already. You would have so, seen the Sucker Punch logo. That, that's what I'm saying. I was like, wait a minute. But <laughs> it, it was still good to see, and I'm, I'm a sucker for a great samurai game, so I will definitely keep an eye out for this one. Here's my slight dilemma with it this game gave me the same vibes right mm. 2024 that tells me ghost 2 until 2026 could be and 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 maybe i need this to hold me over to that so i mean like that's a six-year dev cycle that's last of us one to two vibes that's last of us one remaster to two mm. I, I am um I'm definitely down on that because I loved one so damn much and I'm so excited for two. But if they're going to do a, a game that's a PS5 console exclusive, just like Ghost will be uh, in the same vein two years from now, I got a feeling that Ghost 2 with the movie being made mm-hmm. and all that shit is it's pretty far off. And that makes yeah. me a sad boy. <laughs> but, but the thing we're all here to talk about and the thing I want to spend the most time on in this PlayStation state of play. They announced 11-9, the date. We're getting a Ragnarok DualSense, baby. Yo, that thing is fucking fire. The the two wolves kind of howling at the moon right in the center, the white, blue. This is one, like, I, if I buy it, like, I don't even know if I'm going to open it because it's no. too beautiful. Yeah, you do not open this, right? Like, I'm not a huge. It's beautiful. Like, custom controller guy. I'm not. And it's I don't PS4 have... and PS5. So it, oh, maybe I, I get on both. I open a PS4 one. I didn't know that. I only thought the dual sense was coming. That's cool to know. Um, like I still have the original Nintendo switch pro controller. I still have the original series S controller, the original dual sense. I don't have any of the color variations. The only special controller I even own is the switch N 64 controller. Um, I'm just not a special well, controller kind well, of guy. And this well, is one that's changing my mind. Yeah. Let me retract. It says Sony will release a guy will write our dual sense control for PS five on November 9th, the same day as Ragnarok is out on PS four and PS five. There you go. So yeah, the, this, it looks awesome. The handles are blue. I think the, the middle is white. It's got the two yeah. the yep. outlines are great. Like the PS logo in the middle. Does, We're suckers. Not, We're suckers. We'll spend 80, hundred bucks, whatever it costs. Yeah. It's not matte black. Like the, like the original dual sense. pre-orders open September 27th. 
it's a gorgeous, gorgeous controller. Like I said, if I do go in and buy it, I'm not a huge custom controller guy um, or limited edition, whatever. But if I do, this is not, and I repeat, not opening. I am not taking yeah. it out of the package. It's just so beautiful. But from there, we all knew it was coming. I mean, like every, like Corey Barlog and all that stuff, they were hyping it to hell. Like, watch, you know, subtly, actually, I should say, got to watch the state of play. It's almost time, da da da. And we kind of got a feeling like Ragnarok might show up here. Like it could be the one thing. And it it was, man. And we got a story trailer for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I will say, damn, dude, Sonny hit puberty hard. Uh, yeah, you definitely a different voice actor. <laughs> no, it's the same one. It, oh, is there, oh, wow. Yeah, Sonny. Sonny is the name of the voice actor. Sonny Soljic or Solnik or something okay, like that. Yeah, he really did hit it. He hit it real he, good. I mean, they, I believe the original voice acting was in 2016. This one was probably 2020. So you're talking about four years for a 12 year old. So yeah, I mean, that is a time where your voice going to change, but like <sighs> Atreus's voice is completely fucking different. Like yeah. if you, if you know, it's sunny, you know, yeah. it's the same kid, but like, goddamn, it would not shock me if people think, uh, Atreus has, or, you know, his. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I swear. I was like, oh, they want a different voice actor. Yeah, they <laughs> didn't. He just hit puberty hard. So good for him. Good for yeah. him. I'm proud of him. But uh, this trailer was one of the best trailers for anything I've seen in as long as I can remember. What oh, my this, dude. This was as like I, I text you. I said, as soon as the music hit, dude, chills. Hair stood up. It, it, it has that effect. I mean, if you follow God of War that long. You just get hype. It's just something that you, you know, the 2018 game was was phenomenal. It, it brought new life into the franchise. You know, I want the damn axe. The scenery looked beautiful, magical. And, of course, the ending of throwing the axe against Thor. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to get my hands on the controller, play the damn game. That means I wanted to buy it physically. I wanted to order it digitally. I wanted to go out. I... I'm excited to see like, like in the first game, it's 2018. It's one of the greatest games on PlayStation ever. If you haven't played it yet, I don't care. Like skip this part. I, in the first game, you started out with the Leviathan axe and you eventually get the blades of chaos in this game. You're going to have both again. I wonder if like something happens at the beginning where he loses them both and has to regain them. Or if he just loses the blades or if he has them both from the start, that's something that's subtly super interesting to me. If you just go balls to the wall with Kratos to start, and that better not be Kratos' brother, Sam. I swear no, to God, I, I, if I, I know, right? brother, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Not I believe mind, the 2018 God of War has sold over 20 million copies. So that's yeah. it, that's impressive. Rightfully so. It's one of the best games you'll ever play. I mean, it was it was just magic, pure magic for 2018. And, and everything I've been seeing online, people are so freaking hyped to play this game. I, I don't think I've seen one bad thing. In 27 minutes, the trailer had like 188,000 views. On Jesus, it. God. Like, it was insane. Like, uh, by the way, the Phils just won. They beat Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara hey. third time this season. He's going to be the Cy Young winner. So big win for the Fightins. But I'm going to go on YouTube just super quick. And I want to check out updated how many views this damn thing has. Um Let's see. PlayStation. I mean, it's obviously all over freaking Twitter. Everyone's going nuts. Just the YouTube video. Just the YouTube video. In two hours, 400,000. It's about right. 100,000 views in two stinking hours. So, hell yeah. Got to wear Ragnarok. Um, There was a part where 
the wolf that we saw in the, the 30 second father son trailer a couple months ago is looking up at the moon and yeah. Atreus shoots the arrow and then whatever flies into it and the moon kind of cuts into day or becomes night or whatever. That was one of the most gorgeous shots I've ever seen, man. I and that it. like eclipse of the wolf howling. I was like, holy shit. I cannot wait to be in this world. The combat looks good. The story obviously looks great. I am going to be depressed, though, if that is his brother and somehow like he has an uncle. Like I hate <laughs> when they just introduce shit like that. But I'm interested to see who that character at the beginning was. I'm interested to hear who is at the door is I can't recall the voice. It might be the dude from the first game. It could be the guy who was with Thor from the first game. But we saw Thor at the end, the hammer versus the axe like that's going to be so badass. But something that I had a complaint about for the first game seems to be uh, fixed in a big way for this one is the enemy variety. It felt like you were fighting the same boss or the same enemies kind of over and over again in the first yeah. game. This one, I felt a lot more variety. I felt like some mini boss vibes, some jungle vibes, some like crazy wild big animals, which is like stuff I want. If you're going to walk through the woods, a deer should not be the only thing you kill. Like there should be animals and and wilderness that you need to fight too. This showed a lot of that. So I'm very excited to see outside of the fairies and the this and the that, that we're going to fight some shit that ain't meant to be fucked with. And that to me, extremely exciting. Yeah, and like that's one that I was like very magical, kind of like I don't remember yeah. the AT one. It didn't feel as magical as this one does. Magical is a great word, and I feel I felt that in 2018 when they went into the woods and the big turtle with the tree on the back in the house. Oh yeah, went, yeah. I think it was like actually Freya's house. I felt that I thought it was Torterra, the the fourth gen Pokemon. But I'll digress. Uh, that was like my biggest whimsical feeling. This I got the whole damn trailer. And I feel like the the locations are going to be more varied. The environments, the actual enemies, the combat looks great. I hope they clean up the inventory system because that was really clunky from the first game. I I do have to admit, I've started my replay of the first game again. So like I'm getting the itch now. I'm going to watch Raising Kratos again right before the game comes out. Hey. And so like this is I watch that once a year. It's so damn good. Um, but this is a game that. <sighs> If it ain't going to be number one, I don't see how it doesn't land on the list at the end of the year. It's it's the only game that can compete with uh, the big game that came out that I'm blanking on name. The Last of Us? No, the the, the it came out earlier in the year. That's everyone. Ninja? It was everyone's game of the year. Oh, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring? Yeah. yeah, that's the only game. That's uh, it. It's the only one that has a shot. I disagree. I mean, Gen Nine is a real thing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's going to take it. It's an open world Pokemon game. People are going to fucking love it. It's going to get it's going to score in the 90s on Metacritic. Like, but if I'm, just, a bet, if I'm a betting man, it'll probably take the third spot. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'd probably say that'll be three and or maybe even Legends. Who knows? But that'll probably be three. And, and then Elden Ring and God of War. But you can't discredit. I mean, this is going to be a fun. Whatever you want to call it. End of the year, whatever. I'm excited. Yeah. So. Anything else you want to land on? Is there anything else you noticed in the trailer or anything at all you want to talk about about God of War oh, before we move on to the Nintendo Direct? It's already pre-ordered on Amazon. I'm going to order it digitally. I'm ready, baby. All right. I think we spent, what was that? Damn, that was good. We spent 20 minutes on the 20-minute state of play. So that's great. Hopefully, we don't spend 40 minutes on the 45-minute Nintendo Direct. Nah. But I do, I, I, I agree, right? Like, in June... I gave predictions on what I thought would be the June direct that never came. Um, But now coming in September, it was announced. 
I'll say out of nowhere in quotes, but every big journalist had one coming uh, this week. As a matter of fact, a lot of people knew it was going to be Tuesday morning. So like when you say Tuesday morning, usually they're Wednesday afternoons. So when they say that, you kind of got to realize that people are telling the truth at this point, because why would they make something like that up? So I threw together some really quick predictions. I got five of them. So I'll take that. That's really cool. Um, but my pie in the sky was new punch out game. Mother three, if they announced GBA and Goldeneye, which I got. Hey, so I didn't get punch out, didn't get mother three, but I got Goldeneye. We'll talk about that in a moment as we go through the Nintendo Direct for September 2022. Fire Emblem got the long rumored. They said this game has been done for over a year. They've been sitting on it, waiting for the time, waiting for the place in the timeline. We got it. Fire Emblem Engage coming uh, January 20th, 2023. The thing I will say about this game is it looked pretty. It, it, it looked pretty. Again, me and you just happen not to be Fire Emblem fans. That I think is like. That's it. My overall thoughts on this direct. Um, this was a direct that the full 40 minutes when I take it from the full scope of it was a fine to man direct, like a six out of 10 in yeah. terms of quality for me. I think it had some weird pacing issues as well. If you like farming games, you are so in for a treat here. <laughs> this is this is for you. And I had a feeling that this is what we we're going to get in the September directs. We tend to get a lot of the animes, the JRPG type stuff. And not only that, with Tokyo Game Show this week, I just had a feeling like this could be the direct that doesn't hit hard with me. As hyped as I was, because we haven't gotten one since February, I tweeted out uh, this morning at 8 o'clock, although I have high-end predictions for this direct, there's a really big part of me that is keeping my expectations in check. It's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday during the school year with Tokyo Game Show this week. There's a very high chance of a bunch of anime shit I don't care about. And then after the direct was over, I tweeted out pretty much nailed that one on the head. And that's like kind of the overarching theme was there were pieces of this direct that were amazing. Some individual stuff that was great on the whole ton of anime weeb shit. I don't care about. Um, so a little bit disappointing from that, from that aspect, fire emblem kind of kicked it off in that direction. We're getting a switch port for it takes two. That's coming November 4th. That was game of the year for a ton of outlets in 2021. It don't look great. It don't look pretty. I'm out on the Switch version. If I want to, I'll play it on PlayStation. Um, that's kind of my take on the It Takes Two Switch port. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is finally coming to the West. It was a previous Japanese exclusive Fatal Frame game. That's coming in 2023. It's the second Fatal Frame port coming to the Switch. I like the concept of Fatal Frame. It's a horror series where you use a camera to basically take pictures of the ghosts before they kill your ass. I think that's a cool concept, but in execution, this game looks like a PS2 game. Again, I'm out. Uh, we got the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, another anime type RPG. Expansion Wave 2 coming October 13th. Another JRPG game, SpongeBob. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, SpongeBob, the Cosmic Shake, a platformer that looked actually decent. That's coming in 2023 to the Switch. Fist of the North Star Boxing Fitness. What the fuck? Coming March 2023. I couldn't wait for that to get off my screen. Yeah, I, I was never a North Star guy. Oddballers, a dodgeball party game coming in 2023. Normally, not my style, but I got huge vibes 
of Mario Party's Bumper Balls minigame where you're on top of the ball and you try to knock each other off the platform. Okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the first couple? I got huge vibes of that for this game. And if it's just a bunch of ways to play that, I'm down. The problem (laughs) is I don't have enough friends to play with people, and I ain't playing with strangers. So, like, I'm going to be 35 in a few months. I'm not playing with the kids. This is not my style. I did it with Fall Guys. It's fun, but I'm over it. So, Oddballers coming in 2023. If you like Mario Party minigames and dodgeball, this is kind of your your thing. Tunic, which is a huge get for Switch. This is a previous Xbox console exclusive. Game of the year for a lot of people that didn't play Elden Ring. Uh, that is coming to Switch September 27th. Mar- mark my words. Going to be massive on the Switch. People love this game. Very Legend of Zelda vibes from the old school games. Um, not something that stuck out to me necessarily, but people love this game. So don't sleep on Tunic coming to Switch. The Front Rich, uh, Mission remakes got an update November. Uh, they're coming. And then Front Mission 3 is also going to come in 2023. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life is coming summer 2023. Yet another farming game. Splatoon 3 is getting its first Splatfest this weekend, next weekend, September 23rd. So if you bought Splatoon 3, unlike me, uh, you can play the first Splatfest for that game coming up. Well, technically the second, I guess, if you count the demo. Uh, then the first big surprise and new game coming February, like they're starting to get in the cycle where they're not announcing games until they're ready to be released for gosh sakes in just a few months. Octopath Traveler 2. Nobody saw this coming. It was on nobody's prediction list. Um, It's got that HT2D style. Beautiful. It's also coming to PC and PlayStation. I'd also imagine Xbox because it was a Game Pass game. The first one eventually. So I'd imagine it'll come to Xbox eventually. Again, not a game for me, but I do realize the relevance as a Nintendo fan that this game had on the console. Did it stick out to you at all? No, uh, unfortunately, no. A lot of this one, I felt like just missed for me on, on yeah. this one. Only one or two, that eh, three things pop for me for this Nintendo Direct. Nice. And I, I'm at like four or five, so I'm not that far off from you. Faye Farm. Another farm sim RPG coming 2023 theater rhythm, the final fantasy rhythm game. It, uh, uh, it looked okay. It looked okay. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you this theater rhythm has a huge fan base, like rhythm, heaven fans, all these other, it has a big fan base. I'm not a part of that fan base, but it does have a fan base. It's got like 500 song pack. It's got insane stuff. Jesus. Live alive. Uh, Octopath, a bunch of other games are, are going to get um, songs for this. A lot of people are pumped. I'm just not one of them, but that's coming February 16th of next year. We got another update on Sparks of Hope. Ubisoft Forward just gave us a six or seven minute look. This gave us another look. I'm telling you now, stop. It's October 20th. It's a week. It's one month and one week from the stop. I don't want to see another goddamn second of this game because the more I see it, the more I'm I'm like, guys, I'm tired of fucking looking Enough. at it. I'm buying Enough. it day one. I know what they're doing. Like they don't have another Mario game and the movie's coming out soon. They need to kind of promote it. The original did sell 10 million copies, which is amazing. Um, but boy howdy. Like I'm, yes, this is one of my top five like most favorite games I'm looking forward to. Stop. I'm good. I don't need to see another damn second. Uh what else was next? Uh Rune Factory 3 special. Another farming type. Yeah. RPG yeah. in a town 2023. Uh, another new Rune Factory is in development. 
There was the first 20 minutes of the direct. I was looking down like, we're halfway done this shit. On this pace, I want to put a bullet in my head. <laughs> but then they did it. Those fucking bastards did it. Those crazy, crazy SOBs gave us the nostalgia bomb that we so needed. And I'm so very excited to finally say that the biggest thing of this direct was shit that came out 30 years ago. Uh, We're getting a new batch of Nintendo 64 games for switch. We all thought that was coming, but we all thought game boy and game boy color were a lock to get announced. They didn't. They're holding it. I'd imagine January or February. We'll get that. Um, but we're getting more Nintendo 64 games coming one a month to the NSO. They are Pilot Wings 64, a launch game. Launch game. Very underrated. By the way, 60 frames now per second. Mario Party 1 with online play. Mario Party 2 with online play. Mario Party 3 with online play. Which are all awesome, by the way. Pokemon Stadium 1 and two with online play online 3d pokemon battles with the old school like and the mini games it don't get much better than that jack uh i'm i'm pumped on those probably outside of the one i'll get to in a moment the one i'm most hyped on i've been asking for it 1080 snowboarding yep coming classic it's one of the greatest games on the n64 it's so underrated uh work your body work your body Get down. So excited for 1080 snowboarding. Excite Bike 64, which very rarely has gotten a re-release, is coming to NSO. And they said it. Oh, and by the way, one more game. Been waiting for this forever. Sam Goldeneye is coming to NSO with online multiplayer. Yeah, once once you heard the music. Your hair stood up. A game from 1997. Wings Yes. Right? I know, right? Uh, you know unless I mean? unless you're a, like a giant Zelda fan, because that blew me away too. Yeah. That, again, Zelda doesn't, you know, I'm not one of those guys. So I I, I, I guess I, I don't understand it. But this one, long time coming. This may be the one that put me over the edge to finally get that Switch. And I will say, at the same time that this was announced, that Rare actually tweeted out the announcement during i wish they would have waited till the end but they did it during which is kind of weird but uh they finally fucking announced it we are getting the golden eye xbox live 360 remastered version coming to xbox game pass or if you own rare replay digitally you'll get it for free you're getting it xbox only 4k achievements smoother frame rate but no online multiplayer, just local. So a little weirdness there. The only way you'll be able to play GoldenEye online is through the OG version on the Switch. And let me be clear, the version that's coming to the Switch is not the 4K remastered version that's coming to Xbox. It's the original N64 version, just with online play enabled. So we're getting like two different versions of the game, one with multiplayer online, one with only local. It's a little weird there doesn't bother me but a little weird i mean definitely a little weird again it doesn't bother me either way but i do like at least for the switch you can use their new wireless n64 controller so you could still feel like we are playing in 97 yes and also you'll get dual I, I, you know what though 
I bet you the NSO N64 version will not have dual analog stick support because it doesn't need to. Uh, the Switch does obviously have that with two analog sticks, but I bet you it'll be the one analog stick and the other one might be the C buttons. Who knows what they'll yeah. do with the fucking weird controls. Or you can play, like you said, with the Switch N64 controller, which is still in the packaging. I'm not taking it out of the packaging for this one. Um, but I'm excited to play the Xbox version because it will have dual sticks. So I think this game's due for a renaissance. I wish it had the online multiplayer so people can like live on. My problem with the Xbox version is I feel like it's going to be out. It'll be great for a month. Everybody will talk about it. And then because there's no living multiplayer, it's going to die pretty quick. But it is a reason for me to re-up my Game Pass subscription. I don't know if you can purchase it standalone or if it's a Game Pass exclusive. They haven't really been like they've been kind of weird on the messaging. So we'll see because it's only coming soon. We still don't even know a date. So when we get more specifics, I'll know if I'm going to buy Game Pass or if I'm just going to purchase the game outright for 20 bucks or whatever it'll cost me. But either way, I get to play Goldeneye, the original game, online, handheld, on my OLED switch. That is a sentence I never thought I'd get to say. It's so amazing. It's actually the Japanese Direct, weird enough, had 2023 for it. Ours just said coming soon. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to get the uh, the North American version here, like well before we get the Japanese one. I, I wonder what Possibly. that's going to look like. And I wonder if eventually down the line, the Xbox version gets online play. I think um, it's only a matter of time. I think they'd be crazy. I think it just they just need a little bit more time just to support the 4K. So I could see maybe a year or something like that. My only my only pushback on that is they made this game in 2007. So like they've had 20 years almost to and maybe uh, it's just been on the back burner to figure it out. And like, I also feel like this has been an active development for this release for a long time. They probably should have had that figured out. Now it might be a net code issue where, because Nintendo probably owns the rights to it. Like they said, no, like if we're going to do this, we want the online play. We want mm. people to sign up for NSO and it's got to be the get. That's probably my thinking is Nintendo was just being Nintendo and saying like, no, no, no. Like you can have your remastered campaign, which is what I'm excited to play most that mostly anyway. I think the campaign's super underrated. So like I'll be playing that for multiplayer. I'll go play on my switch or whatever. But like, that's what I think it was. It was Nintendo saying, no, no, no. Like we need Perfect. the subscriptions. It's, it's coming to us big boys. Maybe after a year or so, maybe more, who knows? It'll come. Uh, to the uh, to the Xbox version, but a little weird there in the messaging. But did can you believe it? I mean, we talked about this for a year, my friend. Like it's here, it's real, it's coming soon. I'm thinking within the next month or two. Can you believe it finally happened? Maybe we just willed it into existence, bro. We talked about this more times than I can count. Telling yo, like, we just just like I I I said the same thing we did the Futurama. We brought that that back like three different times. So Snyder I got Snyder cut. You, you did know, that yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, come on. Keep willing it in new existence, baby. It's nice to know Phil Spencer and Miyamoto listen to the pod. Like, hey, our loyal subscribers. Is, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you to all the loyal Xbox heads in Seattle and Nintendo in Washington that that like listen to us and appreciate. We appreciate you, too, guys. Thanks for willing that one into existence. I just can't believe it. It's real. It's almost like, dude, 
for so long, I was wondering what if, what if, what if. And now that it's real, I'm almost like, well, what do I wonder now? Now I'm on the Banjo-Kazooie train. Like, that shit's got to come eventually. That Mother 3. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Mother 3. Uh, yeah, that one. That one feels like <laughs> we. I started talking about that when we first did this pod. Six years later, I'm still talking about it. So I don't know if that'll ever happen. But it's real. It's coming. It's coming on multiple platforms. I'm staring at the cartridge in my N64 just now. I, I'd say, hey, go back and listen to episode whatever if you want our original thoughts on this. But no, it's pretty much every episode. Like You can just go back and fucking randomly find an episode. We'll probably be talking about Goldeneye. This is real. I cannot be more excited. Now, moving back to some other games in there. Uh, 1080, we already talked about it. One of the most underrated uh, N64 games, snowboarding games. I love that game. The controls are really weird to master. It's a game that you can pick up and play, but if you want to master it, you really gotta like get good, as they say. It's kind of like Wave Race in that regard. You can pick up and play it, but if you want to get good, spend some time dedicated to it. It'll be worth your time. Here's something that nobody, and I mean nobody, picked up on as the direct aired that didn't start to circulate until after it was over and people were looking at screenshots and rewatching trailers in the Pokemon stadium one and two section of the NSO at the bottom in the fine print. Do you know what it said? It said Pokemon cannot be transferred into this game. And if you know Pokemon stadium, you could take your cartridge, put it into the transfer pack of the N64, which by the way, I have a transfer pack. I think I have two. Uh, and put your Pokemon from red, blue, yellow, crystal, silver, and gold and import them into the game to f- to battle with your actual mods. Well, no, you can't do that with this one. You can only do the rentals, the level 50 rentals, which is great. That's fine. I don't have any interest in doing it, but you cannot do that. So I think that's kind of obvious because there's no transfer pack, but this might squash the rumors of Game Boy coming, at least with Pokemon's Gen 1 and 2, or to some people, it might actually say, okay, I think this signals that that's coming because we got a roadmap and Stadium 1 and 2 are not coming until next year. So there is a a lot of people that are, you know, conspiracy theories that Game Boy and Game Boy Color will come in February or March. That's when these two games will start coming. And when we get the NSO versions of Red, Blue, crystal gold silver all that shit then we'll be able to transfer in but then why would they even put the message there so there's both sides i see it but guess what at the end of the day we get to hear the guy from the original stadium games oh we're in for an intense battle on my switch i cannot wait you have all pokemon level 50 you guys will be fine for real like it's the thing is custom moves and shit like that that's what and the nicknames and people like that but whatever i used to play when i lived in the apartment and Ben Salem, Ryan Cunningham would come over almost every weekend. No matter what, he and I would always have to have our Pokemon Stadium 2 battle. And we used no starters, no final Evos, only stage one and stage two, and no legendaries. They was our, that was our rule set. And we'd have a battle every time without fail. Cannot wait to be able to do that online. I can play online. So that's just super cool. Uh, so there we go. Then they gave us some games I actually don't care about and missed because I was so hyped on the GoldenEye shit <laughs> that I missed the other announcements. Don't care. I'm sure there was two farming games in there. Um, ETLEA something, something or other. Don't care. 
Mario Kart DLC Wave 3 got announced. They announced two of the courses, one from Tour, one from, I think, DS. Uh, that is coming this holiday. Like, why? We, why are you announcing? We, we know it's coming. Why are you telling us three months in advance Like that uh, eight courses are coming? Just drop them when they're ready. I, I don't know. I think they're making too big out of a deal out of this Mario Kart DLC. They're trying to make it bigger than it is. Games, guys, the game is nine years old. It'll be 10 years old by the time the DLC is done. Like, I think we can, I can speak for everybody. I think we're ready for Mario Kart nine. Yep. I think, I think we're ready, but that ain't, that ain't coming till the switch two or whatever the next Nintendo console is. In my opinion, I think the switch will not get a mainline Mario Kart game. It'll just have eight deluxe, which, you know, it only sold 50 plus million copies. So that's whatever. Nintendo Switch Sports is getting its free update for golf. They're adding 21 holes, up to eight players. However, it's been delayed in, from fall 2022 until holiday 2022. No biggie. That's whatever. Don't care. Miyamoto then came out. I, like everyone else, thought we were getting a Mario trailer for the movie or a new Mario game. We did not. We got Pikmin 4, which I know you have some words about, so I'll nah, let you go there. No, nah, it just... Hey. Happy for all Pikmin fans out there. Pikmin was a game that never spoke with me. And I'm just politely. No, thank you. Pikmin 3 Deluxe is the best selling Pikmin game of all time. Of course, it got the Switch treatment. So, like, of course, it's the best seller. Pikmin 4 was first announced in 2017. Uh, Miyamoto said it's it's in development. So everybody for the last few years has been like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Emily Rogers and others have said in 2019 that it got rebooted and completely restarted development. So no shock that we waited another three years to see it again. But we finally saw it today. It's coming 2023. And just like you, I understand the cultural relevance that Pikmin has to a Nintendo fan. I understand that a lot of people are beyond hyped. I, my friends, am just not one of them. Pikmin's yeah. fine, but it's not a game I'm over the moon for by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, now, there was 10 minutes left here. I was expecting some juice. They actually went like five minutes over, but still the juice just didn't come for me. Um, just dance 2023 Harvestella got a demo that will carry over. Bayonetta got a little, little shot in there. And then they gave us an eight minute trailer after the direct, which I think is a smart move that I think more directs need to do. I think if you want to continue pacing it, well, if you want to like continue hype trains, even after the direct, when you have an update for a game that's coming soon, stop wasting time during the direct with it. Give us the nuts and bolts and then tell us, hey, after the direct, check it out. Eight minute trailer. Go knock yourselves out. I really think they could have done that with like Sparks of Hope and some other games and give us the new shit in the direct. So good strategy, although a game I still don't care about. Then we got Master Detective Archives Raincoat, another game. We're like, why are you naming it this? Uh, but that is from the Danganronpa developers. I think that game is, looks awesome. Danganronpa is super underrated. All of them. That's coming 2023. Anything with rain, you know I'm in. <laughs> then, for some reason, we're getting Resident Evil Village coming to Switch, but the cloud version. Of course we are. That'll come October 28th. There is a demo available right now. So if you want to try a cloud version of a game that is too powerful to run on a Switch, fine. I would recommend you just get the PlayStation or Xbox version. It is one of the best games of 2021. Don't play it on the cloud. Don't play anything on the cloud versions of for the switch. It's it's a it's a hoax. It's a farce. 
Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Guardians and Kingdom Hearts. Stop it. Just play like the normal versions. But if you like cloud versions, we're getting Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Resident Evil 3 Remake all coming to the cloud. So there's that. Like, stop with the cloud shit. But, you know, it's Capcom. They're going to make that money and they're going to sell them all for 60 and people are going to buy them for no reason. Don't do it. Sifu is coming to Switch. Apparently the PS2 version, because it looks like dog shit. But Sifu, the PlayStation exclusive from earlier this year, the fighting game where when you die, you age a year. And if you die too often, you'll die forever. And you just don't get to finish the game. A unique way of like game over. But uh, this is a game that didn't hit for us on PS5. Did it do anything for you on the Switch? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's coming November 8th. So like, that's cool. It got PS5 exclusivity for less than a year before it's able to come to other shit. I wouldn't be shocked if this shows up on Xbox. I don't know that yet, or even PC. That might have already happened. I'm not sure. But like six to eight months of exclusivity. I think it was April. I'm not sure. So maybe six months of exclusivity before it's able to come to Switch. Fine. But like it looks bad on the Switch. Just flat out. We know the Switch ain't for that. We know what the Switch is good at. It's good for Nintendo first party games and indies. indies. Like that's what you play. And retro shit. The N64 and and the old stuff like that. You do not come for Sifu. Play Sifu on your PS5. Like for real. If you can't get a PS5, you will soon. Production is ramping up and you're going to be much more available soon. So like you'll be fine. You'll get one if you haven't yet. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Again, with the name. But like a game I thought was going to be PlayStation exclusive. A lot of people excited for this one. Coming to Switch uh, December 13th. Radiant Silver Gun, a shmup, is out now. It's shadow dropped. I don't know why they waited till the end of the direct for that game. It's whatever. I love shmups, but like, let's be real. Endless Dungeon, another game that should have been in the middle of the direct. It's like, what, what, why? Uh, Tales of Symphonia, one of my favorite GameCube games, one of everyone's favorite GameCube games. It's one of the best Tales games, if not the best Tales game ever, is coming to the Switch remastered. Early 2023, I'm finally excited for that, but I have my original GameCube copy. So, like, show me more about what you're adding to make it worth my money. Uh, Then we got a sizzle reel of stuff. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. They are giving us our third Kirby game in a year. This is the Wii game, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, that has gotten the remastered treatment. It's getting a new set of armor, a new copy ability, like mecha copy or something like that. So they're adding something to it. But if this game has $59.99 next to it, I'm going to fucking riot. Wii games were 50 bucks. Wii games were not 60 bucks. So if you sell this thing at full price, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Stop. Don't be surprised. Stop. No. Stop it. I know. I know. I should just check the eShop for the pre-order to see the price. But like, please go for $40. Please. Like fifty, fine, but please don't be sixty dollars. Like, and if it is, guys, don't buy it. Like, just, just stop it. Just stop it. Uh, and then we got the big thing: The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild. We can finally stop calling shit that. Like this game, The Breath of the Wild two. We finally have a name. It got a small gameplay hit. Really, just something for everybody to speculate on over the next six months or so. Um, but Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom, R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth, will come May 12th, 2023. We got a name. We got a release date. We got a new look, all of which are chef's kiss 
If you haven't played Breath of the Wild yet, join the 30 million of us that have. It's the second best game of all time for me, right behind Bioshock. I loved Breath of the Wild. I'm so excited for Tears of the Kingdom. You said a minute ago you're not a Zelda guy, but did this look at any like did this look I mean, at any you at all? Do you like the cartoony, you know, Breath of the Wild? Like this this game is it's it's probably good as it's going to get. It's just not one that um I don't know. It just doesn't speak to me. Oh, I, I don't have I don't have the love and support that everyone's had for Zelda. My Zelda is Super Smash. That's that's where my Zelda goes. <laughs> Link. Yeah, Freaking Link. That like my Zelda is Link. That 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 says something. I hear you. I hear you. It's still I am I'm happy for you guys. I am so over the moon for this. It looks so stellar, so incredible. It tears for the tears of the kingdom. I don't know why they held the name for so long, but for you know everything holy this is everything i've ever wanted it's five days before my 35th birthday uh god i'm so 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 excited but that was it that was the direct um a solid six out of ten not something i'll rewatch. not something i'm gonna go nuts and watch all the folks that i generally do on their reactions and stuff like that this had some highs but boy it had some lows uh, yeah, more lows, more low highs, I think. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would say there were four things in this direct, maybe five, that had me. Goldeneye <laughs> clearly, like, that was, I was like, they could end the direct now and I'd be happy, but we did yeah. get Zelda as well. So, you know, when you look at the, the individual announcements, yeah, I could find 10 things to make an Instagram post about, but uh, particularly four or five things really stuck out to me. We'll talk more about our top three, like I said, at the end of all of these. But uh, I'm going to move into the next big thing, which was the Marvel and Disney showcase. I didn't think this was only going to be 20 to 25 minutes long, but that's what it was. Did you happen to catch this? I did not. It um, like there's there's no games coming out right now from both of them that has any interest to me. Yeah, there's see, there's one for me, actually two, but we don't have release dates for either one. I'm pulling up the. uh, uh, Here it is. Nope, 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 nope. That's not what I wanted. I'm pulling up the thing that I meant to do it. Earlier to get ready to get ready for it. Yeah, until until Spider-Man 2 comes out, I'm I'm good with Marvel. Yeah, but that's not what this was about. You know what I mean? Like this was here it is. This was for some reason, like mobile games. I don't know why they did what they did. Even worse. Yeah, for real. So it started off with Mike Bithel. He's working on a Tron game. Mike Bithel is a very, 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 very highly respected indie game developer. I do like Mike Bithel. He does podcasts with a lot of peers, Troy Baker and uh, Austin Wintry. Is that still like the oranges or something? Like orange? Uh, Play, watch, listen. That's it. Play, watch, listen. That was not orange at all. That was a different comedy Mm -hmm. podcast they did. Uh, Tron Identity. So that's coming um, eventually 2023, I believe, for PC and Steam. So there you go. Uh, this was the one that that was the only big hit for me outside of a remaster of an old game. Disney Illusion Island has been announced. That is a platformer. It looks gorgeous. Um, it's actually coming. You, you platform with Mickey, Minnie, Goofy and Donald. It's coming in 2023. It's from the team that made the Battletoads remake uh, for Xbox as an exclusive. Dilala, I believe. Dilala is the studio. But the Battletoads game was fine. It looked gorgeous. This game has that same beautiful look. It's like a Rayman-style platformer. I'm all in day one. It's a Switch 
console exclusive. So you won't be able to play it on Xbox or PlayStation. I'm all in. That was like the height of this thing for me, though. From there, it was all uh, what was that? Uh, it's all downhill from here. A little newfound glory action. Marvel's Midnight Suns got delayed. Kind of. Like, also like not. Game. It just got re it's got a new release date. It'll come December 20 or December 2nd of this year. So we're actually getting it this year. Uh, we got um, a Marvel World of Heroes Niantic mobile AR game. Like fucking I'm good. Next. Mar- Marvel Strike Force is getting Red Hulk. Marvel Snap comes out October 18th. It's like, why are we getting mobile game updates here, people? Yeah, like, come on. Over it. Aliens Dark Descent got gameplay. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was confirmed to still be in the works, but a significant delay, as we previously reported. Uh, we got another Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga Galactic Edition. So if you haven't uh, bought the original, we're getting more from that. Return to Monkey Island got another overview. The other thing that gave me great joy, Gargoyles, the amazing, I think, SNES platformer, is getting a remaster on modern consoles. So I'll pick that up when it comes to Switch. Disney Mirrorverse got a cinematic trailer. That's uh, where you play as the villains. They said, I think it was like an RPG. The trailer looked awesome, but we know that game ain't going to look like the trailer. Um, That looked really cool. It had, I think, like the Boogeyman from from uh nightmare oh my god nightmare on elm street no no fucking the one with jack skellington Uh, nightmare on nightmare why am i blanking on the disney movie with jack skellington you're on your own my friend night christmas nightmare nightmare on christmas what the fuck is that movie hold on now hold on now why the hell am i blanking on literally one of the most popular movies of all time uh, the nightmare before Christmas. Jesus, God, Jack Skellington and and all that shit. So anyway, uh, it had like Ursula and Hades and stuff like that in there. Uh, that was that. Disney Storm, uh, Speed Storm got a new cinematic trailer. Disney Dreamlight Valley got a Toy Story themed update, and Avatar Reckoning, a mobile MMORPG, got an overview trailer. So pretty much a waste of you, your time, my time, and everybody else's time. They did, however, show Amy Hennig's new studio, freaking, uh, was that Skylight? I think it was. Skydance, new media. Yeah. So Amy Hennig, she worked on the Uncharted games. She wrote them. She's a, one of the most, uh, she's like the George R. R. Martin of video game writing, basically. She wrote Star Wars 1313, and that game's canceled. They finally unveiled their project. Um, it is Captain America and Black Panther in World War II. We know nothing else. We don't know the title or the year, but we got our first look. Did that move the needle at all? Absolutely not. Like no, I, I have zero interest in Midnight Suns, Captain and Black Panther. I, I want Spider Man too, and that's all I want. Well, you want Wolverine too? Yeah, but that's like two years out, so I'm not even. You know, I'm. I, it's so far out. I can't even get excited. I don't know if Spider Man's gonna be i I feel like spider-man's closer than wolverine yeah for sure that might be holiday next year might be i think we're still going to get a playstation 5 showcase this year i think this was just to get a lot of the shit out of the way tokyo game show out of the way and to deliver god of war to get you to watch it i think we're still going to get a showcase it might be october now but i believe firmly 
that yeah. we will still get a lot of looks at PS5 stuff coming. And I think Spider-Man and Wolverine will be a part of those, but we'll figure that out then. I think I'm very excited for the platformer. I talked about Disney Illusion Island. I'm very excited for Gargoyles, but that's about that. Then we had the Ubisoft Forward, which go watch if you want. It was a literal pointless thing. We know that Assassin's Creed is getting a Japan game and Mirage is real, which they announced before. Anyway, we saw a seven minute look at Sparks of Hope. I think like the thing that I took away from this Ubisoft forward, though, is Ubisoft sucks and we don't play any games from them. Well, we're getting an Assassin's Creed Netflix series. Like that's the one thing of this whole thing. Sparks of Hope, I'm I'm buying it. I don't need it anymore. Even though I've still never seen the movie, even though I heard it wasn't great. What? What movie? Didn't they make? Didn't they already make an Assassin's Creed movie? Ain't that what I was thinking of? Uh, with maybe? what's his name? I feel like they did. Yeah, maybe. With the, but, what's uh, his name? He was Magneto. Patrick Stewart? No, the, the other guy. <laughs> Hold on, me, I can't think me, of his freaking name. Let me see if they made it. That does ring a bell. Yeah, in 2016, with what Fastbender, right? Yeah, Michael Fastbender. Yeah, they did, and it, it's a 5.6 out of 10 for 200,000 ratings on IMDb. And a yeah, that's why I didn't say it. It got shit on. on Metacritic. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. But yeah, they're, they're going to make a Netflix series. Again, video game adaptations have been doing better. So I'm I'm like, okay, my interest is peaked. We'll see. I mean, it's Netflix. If I still have the series by the time this shit comes out, if I still have Netflix, I'll watch it. But that was like the only thing in the forward that moved the needle at all for me. That was two hours of recapping things that happened in the past five days. I'm tired. Let's talk about the things that got us the most excited of everything we talked about, Sam. Let's hit it. Give me all three of them. Your top three favorite things from the week that was nerdy news. My number three, I went with Rise of the Ronin for the PS5. I really did get Ghost vibes. I love that environment. If it's it's half as good as Ghost, it's going to be a great game. My number two is Goldeneye. It's fucking game that that's talk about we grew up playing ps1 and 64 this was a key game that we played split screens for people cannot wait to play this number one no surprise god of war ragnarok trailer did not disappoint it looks freaking beautiful i cannot wait to play it it's already pre-ordered it's already a done deal can't wait yeah my number like i said if i had a four it would have been big shot my number three tears of the kingdom like, let's go. We finally got the name. We finally got the release date. May 12th, 2023. Cannot wait for his Breath of the Wild sequel. It's finally taking shape. And I'm very excited for what's to come. It looks so, so good. Number two, Ragnarok everything. Like the controller, the trailer. Inject that shit into my veins. I cannot wait to play Ragnarok. It is right up there right up there with generation nine as the thing I'm looking forward to the most out of anything for the rest of 2022. I cannot wait, but my number one, I've been looking forward to it for so long. I was wondering if it was real for so long. And while Goldeneye is like the overarching number one here, really it's all of the N64 games that they announced from the three Mario parties, the pilot wings to excite bike, but like Pokemon stadium one and two and 1080. Are you telling me I get to play all of that stuff on NSO plus uh, the the GoldenEye uh, online multiplayer plus the finally the Xbox Live freaking campaign is coming to Game Pass. And I love it all that the nostalgic vibes were high. They're still there for me. The future is bright. 
for Nintendo Switch Online. I'm super excited for all the things they announced for the N64 today, but particularly 1080, Stadium, Stadium 2, and of course, GoldenEye. So that was the week that was in nerdy news. We talked a lot. We're going to talk about two more things before we get on out of here. So a little over two hours tonight. Sam, Cobra Kai Season 5 is here. It's all out. Netflix uh, delivered another season. It's third season in just over a year. Like they've been pumping this show out like rabbits have children. I don't know. That was just a weird mm-hmm. sentence to say out loud. But spoiler free, spoiler free as best you can. What did you think of Season 5 of Cobra Kai? Surprisingly, it was actually really good. It's Why surprisingly? Either, I thought season four was great after season well, three. No, it, it, it was, but you know, it just, I don't know. I feel like it was good. It dipped, it dipped, then it was good. You know, now it's good again. You know, I didn't know if I was going up or down, up or down. And I kind of didn't know where they were going to. The ones like that you kind of see which way they're swerving towards it. Like it's very predictable. I don't think anything's going to uh, throw you. Might, maybe one thing you might get thrown, but you should know better. But I, I love Thomas Ian Griffith as. Um, what's his name? <clears throat> As Terry Silver, I I think he is a great villain. I love him in the role. Always good to see him back. Martin Cove is John Kreese, Lawrence, you know the whole crew. Again, the show is you know it definitely has its corny moments. Um, but you know you you just kind of roll through it, and then it usually picks it back up with a different scene. It's you know you got the funny, the sad, the heartwarming. Everything's in it. The fighting, and it didn't get picked up for season six but you know always hearing them on interviews of you know if they're going to do spinoffs of the kids or other things i can see this going easily for a season six there's no way they're going to end the show with without ended so okay good that's what i was going to say without spoilers yeah and that that, to me that was the best way to leave it if i say anything more i want to ruin something yeah so there's potential for more seasons and i think there's like a ton of content you can squeeze out of Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Now, I am only halfway through the season. I plan on watching more and have it finished by the weekend. But like, again, to your point, I think this show perfectly balances the silly and the serious. I think it draws that fine line and then walks it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a show where I'm like, yeah, I won't believe that shit at all. Like, where's the security for this big fight? Oh, it's Cobra Kai. Right. <laughs> like they fought in a school, yet none of them are expelled. Got it. <laughs> like this is that show that the kid fell and broke his goddamn back. Like Jr. was like, by God, he's broken in half. Yet he's right back at it in like the next episode. So, yeah. All right. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief just a bit. And to your point, yes, it is pretty predictable. You can probably see where they're going. In every storyline but one, and I'm I'm right there with you. I'm halfway through, and I'm like, yeah, I probably know how this is going to end. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy they go that route. And they'll throw the one big surprise, I'm sure, at the end. The one big cliffhanger, I'm sure it's coming. I'm, I'm excited for whatever that may be. There is no more real like movies unless they bring fucking what's-her-face into it. Hillary Julie Slank. Yeah, thank you. From uh, the next Karate Kid, which, believe me, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if that's the way they go. I actually kind of want to watch now. Uh, that's about the last movie. And uh, now I guess they can bring in Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. I, I mean, like there are tons of ways. I guess they could squeeze some more seasons from this grape. But uh, so far, it is yet another very good season. Season three is the low point for me in this show. 
Season one, excellent. Season two, very good. Season four, very good. Season five, very good so far for me. Season three, just okay. But uh, I'm in. This is really good so far. Uh, If you haven't watched it yet, all seasons are available. This was a former YouTube original. YouTube Red, I think it was. Yep, YouTube Red. Uh, uh, So like the first two seasons, I think. And then it became acquired by Netflix, which then um, released the first two and then started making the show themselves in-house beginning with three. And that's why I was like, fuck, when this when season three came out and kind of sucked, I was like, shit, now Netflix has their grubby hands all over it. They're going to ruin a show I love, but they've redeemed it with four and so far continued that with five. What's his face as Johnny Lawrence is so funny. Like He's just so out there. He's so stuck in the 80s. <laughs> that is and just, that continues all the way through. Yeah, it sure did. And and so, yeah, very excited for the future. Very looking forward to this. So I'll leave it at that. It's a show you really should watch uh, if you haven't yet. It's a half hour. You can get through all five seasons in a weekend and be very ca- happy and content with yeah. it. So Sam and I both recommend Cobra Kai season five. Bring us home, Sam, with your OG CGC spotlight. Spotlight this week is shout out to my boy Neil Keystone Comics on IG. Um, so I think the next probably two or three, depending if I eat games back from what it will be his books that are just going to, you know, instead of just going to jump in the Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! something like that. I always try to keep it, you know, keep it comics or keep it video games. But today we have Thor 338. This is the second appearance of Beta Ray Bill, Nick Fury appearance, and this is a Thor 126 cover homage. This is when you see Thor and Betteray just fighting, classing each other. This is a 9.8 white pager, new stand edition, Walt Simonson story, cover, and art. Came out in December 1983. Again, like I say, you know, his first appearance now in a, in a 9.8, it's like $1,000. So, you know, when you can't go for the first appearance, you go for the second. Obviously, saves you a lot of money. Not as many copies on the census as his first appearance, 337. There is 1,793 copies on this census that are blue label, 581.98s, 541.96s, 279.4s, 154.92s. Again, this is a book that I feel like if you're going to want to get and want to hold on to, you, you want to go for a 9.8 rather than just go for like a 9.6, 9.4, just... I feel like there's so many out there. You'd rather go for the 9-8 white page or newsstand. Again, Beta Ray Bill, I think it's only a matter of time. We're going to see him live action. We already kind of hinted that Hulk is probably going to set up the Planet Hulk storyline. So it makes sense that hopefully we do see Beta Ray Bill because I need to see Hulk and Beta Ray fight each other in a live action movie. That's your CGC spotlight this week. Thor 338. I almost want to just small talk it for a minute or two just so we can hit the two hour mark, but we've done it enough. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep even though I drank this coffee. No, I'm staying awake, mother effers. I'm going to edit this for you all. I'm going to release it at the crack of midnight. I'm so excited for this. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Yes, we recorded early this week. We're not going to cover the rest of the week's nerdy news from Wednesday on, but episode 299 next week. We're going to have a ton of stuff, including, and remember, our spoiler-free thoughts on the first, at least one for me. I don't know how many if I'll get through the first three, but the release of Andor on Disney+, Plus, the Star Wars prequel, prequel, prequel. So looking forward to that. We're just two episodes away from episode 300, which then we will go monthly starting in October. 
So everybody, thank you so much for the ride. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you next time on episode 299. Who the fuck still watches the Emmys? <laughs> Better Call Saul was robbed. Yeah, that, that's, dude, that's a damn shame. That's, fucking, that, that's why it's all, it's all corporate. It's all fucking bullshit. Get the fuck out of here.